Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Sometimes I wonder about prayer. How to pray most effectively? Do my prayers make a difference? Similarly, I wonder how to deepen relationship with God. In our physical, visible daily reality, going after invisible qualities can be hard to define. Do you ever wonder about how to deepen your relationship with God? Or do you wonder about prayer? Scripture teaches to have childlike faith when it comes to prayer and connecting with Jesus. Matthew 28.3 says, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. These two words, change and become, seem critical to prayer and relationship with God. Change suggests no stagnation. A godly life will flow, which requires flexibility. It also says the quiet part out loud. It's your decision. Unless you engage the process of change, you won't become. So, now let's talk about the word become. It's an artful word. It has the flavor of growth, the capacity to do better, a hint that you never quite get there. It's a lifetime commitment. It also suggests that you choose to, or not to, participate. And it suggests there is an ideal to become like. Whenever I find myself wondering about prayer and deeper relationship with God, I do several deliberate things. Of course, I'm definitely always learning and growing in faith, but I do them. The first thing I do is turn to God. I turn to God by faith, the one who gave me His Word and His promises. He loves me. He loves you deeply. And He seals His love through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. As I consider this wonderful reality in my daily issues, something shifts inside my soul. My heart enters a kind of rest, assurance, and wonder as I step away from myself to focus on God. Turning to God challenges me to think bigger than my own considerations. This makes it easier to slip into surrender. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 So the first thing I do is turn to God whenever I start wondering about prayer and how to deepen my relationship with Him. The second thing that I try to do is to abandon everything that gets in the way. This is a bit challenging. However, turning to God does mean stepping around some other things. Things like this. Needing everything to make sense. Current feelings that I might be having. Doubts. Inner pain from unjust treatment. 
sorrow from losses, broken dreams, a desire for instant results, expectation that things will be different, even discouragement or anger over global problems, and of course the list goes on and on. But the point is to abandon everything that gets in the way of prayer and relationship with God. Simply turn to Him. The third thing is to be honest with God. For this step to be meaningful and life-changing, I must pour my soul into relationship with God again by faith. Since my response back to God always comes up short to the measure that God pours into relationship with me, I simply give my best. Let God be God, and simultaneously let me be me. Only when I'm honest can I connect with God in deeper ways. In ways like the following. I'll give you maybe six options on how I can be honest and connect with God. First of all, because I'm a sinner saved by grace, I need God's mercy. Another one is that God created me with purpose. So it's up to me to accept His purpose. And then I consider that I belong to God, so I must agree with Him. And, since I often can't see what's next, embrace my design to live by faith. Life's hurts and losses are sometimes overwhelming, so I must receive His healing and peace. And then this one, life often feels lonely, my companion is Christ. So those are some ways, as a starter list, that we can be honest as we connect with God in deeper ways. The authentic step into intimacy with God of drawing closer to Him means bearing my heart to Him. He already knows everything about me and you. Psalm 139 verse 2. As I draw near Him, I interact with His immenseness, from my humanness. Since my honesty with God is my reach back to Him, it is my life response. It's prayer, and it is relationship. So that's the third thing that we can do, is be honest with God. And then the fourth thing is I thank Him that He hears me. I love a short verse that captures how Jesus viewed His Heavenly Father. In fact, this verse challenges and changes me continually. Here it is. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. That's it. From John 11, verse 41. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me very short and interesting, life-changing statement. This statement changes me because of several reasons. First, it puts me face-to-face with the incredible faith Jesus had in Father. Just knowing that Father heard Him took care of everything. And Jesus is my model. He is your model. Also, Jesus looked up. That is the idea of worship, reverence, placing himself under God. So, 
I must worship, and you must worship. And then we can look at the spirit with which Jesus said his short sentence. He said it with gratitude. So I must be thankful, and you as well. And then finally, knowing Jesus didn't do what he wanted, that he didn't do what others thought he should do, he only did what the Father told him to do, that gives me and you action steps. So remembering that God is worthy of my worship and that he hears me changes both prayer and relationship with him, deepening both. And then the fifth thing that I try to do is to be willing to stand alone. When his disciples didn't understand his words about prayer and relationship with God, Jesus said to them, I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. From John 8, verse 28b. Jesus always stood with God. That meant he most certainly often stood alone while on earth. Considering he did only what God taught him, Jesus took a position of a learner. Notice the word taught in that verse. I'll say the verse again. I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. Stunningly, the creator of all things who knows everything, the great I am, learned from his Father. Consequently, this set him apart from others. In a sea of humanity, Jesus was alone. And that happened many times through his life on earth. Well, what should we carve away as we wonder about prayer? Some things should not be allowed in the life of a Jesus follower. Questions and wonderings are understandable. But deep respect and faith in God's goodness must accompany questions and wonderings. This keeps a person sweet like Jesus, and it represents him well. Because they can quickly turn into other things, problem things, let's go through a list of things that have no place in a believer's life. Here we go. First, doubting God. Next, questioning Scripture's credibility. Then, belittling your original design or your contribution in the world. Then we can look at making God sad by doubt or by lack of gratitude. Then we can add being a stumbling block to someone else. Or how about this one, having a negative attitude. Looking down on individuals and groups that Jesus died to save. And you can add many more things to that little list that should have no place in any believer's life. These are serious issues to God. Consequently, they are dangerous for humans, even for a few minutes. So, I work to limit my time in these issues to zero minutes. Since I know I cannot trust myself, I've simply decided, zero minutes. However, this doesn't mean I don't wonder or have questions. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have more questions in my older years than as a young adult. Yet I also have more perspective now. Perspective in things like these. 
I'm more prone to hold things with an open hand even if I don't understand. I've learned to accept things I super don't like. Sometimes I can sense the work of the enemy faster than I used to. And I really don't like the enemy's rage against Jesus and humanity. Further, I continually work to implement faith despite feelings and circumstances. And I can sense when my spirit is off from the grateful, hope-filled, solution-oriented spirit of Jesus. Again, that's just a small list of how perspectives can change. And of course, no one is perfect even as they grow into maturity in Christ, which is what God's plan is for all of us. We should be going after it. Well, it only takes a little consideration about God and about the enemy to figure some things out. I have two really interesting lists to give you. I'm going to start with the enemy. Here's the list. My enemy, the one who hates me completely, constantly tries to deceive me, takes advantage of me when I'm down, bugs and irritates without end, deliberately weaves hurt into my life, tempts me to be negative and not be thankful, and etc. So now let's take a look at Jesus. Jesus Christ is the one who loves me perfectly, always tells me the truth, compassionately lifts me up when I'm down, enables and encourages my spirit, deliberately weaves love and intervention into my life, gives hope and reason to be grateful, and etc. Those bullet lists help me keep my head in all situations as we're commanded to in 2 Timothy 4, verse 5a, or at least it helps me to work at it. Those bullet lists also help me to think scripturally about prayer. Here are some things that it helps me to consider as I remember prayer and growing deeper in my relationship with God. They're simple things, things like this. To pray for one another. That sounds simple enough. From James 5.16. To pray without ceasing. Okay, that opens a door of challenge. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. To pray about all things. Okay, that's the standard. We aim for it. Philippians 4, 6. Intercede for believers everywhere from John 17, verse 20. Lift up leaders, my nation, leaders in the world. 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4. To respond back in relationship with God, and there's lots of verses in Scripture. I'll just give you some. 1 John 5, 20, Psalm 42, 8, Hebrews 5, 7, and Luke 5, verse 16. And then the last point on how to think more scripturally about prayer and relationship is to remember, relationship with God is eternal life. From John 17, verse 3. After visiting my questions, spending zero minutes with things that morph into doubt— I intentionally dive deeper into relationship with God by faith, through prayer, connecting with Him. I do not understand many things, yet with all my heart, 
I desire to please God and bring joy to His great heart. I have some application questions and thoughts for you. In this content of lists that I've given to you, I have a question list for you. Do you ever wonder about prayer? What can you do to connect with God at a deeper level? Are your thoughts purposefully filtered through Scripture? Do you care what God thinks and whether you please Him? How often do you turn to God in life details, problems, trials, and needs? How often do you lift others in prayer? Do you pray over leaders around the world? Prayer still makes a difference, and relationship with God is an incredible privilege. Just remember, zero minutes. I'd like to remind you that we have some resources to make Christmas better. Since Christmas is right around the corner, we have two resources that help you prepare your heart and your celebrations while you're in the middle of the hustle and bustle. Do visit our website bookstore and order soon so that you can use them. The first resource contains practical action steps to make your preparations easier and meaningful. It's a little ebook called Prepare for Christmas Without Missing It. The second resource is to prepare your heart with meaningful short snippets each December day. It's a paperback and it is an ebook. Celebrate Advent, a life response to Emmanuel. And I just want to add, this little book is our most loved and used. Why not find out why? Do visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life. 